glukosgudinnan på besök. Hej, Jesse Inchosby. Och idag ska vi ha en frågepodd. We have collected the best questions I'm for so you. I'm so excited. Yeah. It releases dopamine in your brain. And so you feel like a bit awake and perked up. But actually, because you're creating a glucose spike in your body, it's harming the ability of your cells to make energy long term. So you're increasing the chronic fatigue and you're increasing your dependence on more and more sugar. And some people even have it, you know, before every single one of their meals. Mm. It's really up to you to compose with that's it hardcore. as you will. Yeah, mm. that's Before hardcore. breakfast. Yeah, vinegar. Yeah, some people When do I that. wake up, I want vinegar. You <laughs> get kind of used to the taste. Hej och välkomna till Hälsorevolutionen. Vi är ju podden för dig som vill leva ett starkt och härligt liv. Och idag har vi glädjen att ha glukosgudinnan på besök. Hej, yes, Inchosby. Eh, som kommer ut med en ny bok som du ger ut på ditt förlag. Ja, så, så himla spännande. Så och eh, den här boken eh, tar ju nu världen med storm. Eller hur Karina? berätta varför blir det här så stort? Ja, men det är ju fantastiskt eftersom det här handlar om... Eh, Forskning i framkant. Jesse som är biokemist har eh, liksom paketerat och ja, översatt kan man säga till ett begripligt roligt språk. Och hon har också testat på sig själv och vi ska få veta massa om denna spännande värld av hur man får blodsockerbalans. Och idag ska vi ha en frågepodd. We have collected the best questions I'm for you. I'm so excited. Yeah. You have been on the pod. Twice already. Yes. You're one of our most popular guests. So some <laughs> I of hope you I come back. Some of you already know you. You are the glucose goddess on Instagram, and you have 1.4 million followers. That's yeah. it's insane. Wild. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Wild. and I think you're getting some new too from our listeners. Yay! Yay! Ja, det nya här är ju, alltså vi har ju pratat om vad man ska äta, bra mat och sen har vi börjat prata om när man ska äta. Vi har gjort flera poddar om fasta och matfönster och det nya nu är ju att vi också pratar om i vilken ordning och hur man äter saker. We're talking about how to eat your foods and the wonderful hacks. So we have had one episode introducing your thinking about glucose and then we had one episode around the hacks yes and then we have received so many questions i'm so excited because people them. want to implement this yes. in their lives so today is a q a pod i love it are you ready i'm so are you ready i'm so pumped, <laughs> are you ready? pumped? i'm so pumped. <laughs> pumped up okay let's start i have one question here how much vegetables do i have to eat before the meal Is it enough with a little bit of lettuce and cucumber? So the ideal quantity seems to be about 30% of your meal should be your veggie starter. That's kind of like the ideal. However, if you just have time to eat one cherry tomato, it's still better to eat that cherry tomato than to eat no vegetables at all. So it's kind of like a spectrum. Sometimes I only have time to grab a little piece of broccoli in my fridge and have that, you know. Ideally 30%, but if you can do only less, it's okay as well. And it's better than not doing it at all. Shall we just repeat for those who haven't heard before, why are the veggies first such a great tip Absolutely. to reduce the glucose spikes? Absolutely. So when we have vegetables at the beginning of our meal, we are calling on this fantastic substance called fiber. And fiber exists in all of our vegetables. When we eat fiber at the beginning of a meal, It goes to our stomach, to our upper intestine, and then when it's in our upper intestine, it deploys itself against the walls of the intestine, forming a sort of protective mesh, like little shield thing. And that shield then prevents too much glucose from the rest of the meal from passing into the bloodstream. So you're reducing the glucose spike of your meal by eating more and by eating veggies at the beginning. Karina, you have a lot of questions. How did you get all the questions? Yes, that's thanks to you, uh, listeners uh, of uh, Health Revolution podcast. We asked you on Instagram if you wanted uh, to ask something. And oh, yes, you did. <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> so what else do we have? This is a question from Glimrande, you're called. Uh, and you ask, which plant-based milk is the best one from a glucose perspective. So unfortunately, and I might make some people very sad by saying this, but unfortunately oat milk 
is the worst of all the plant-based milks for our glucose mm. levels. Yeah. And I know a lot of people drink it and love it. So I'm just going to explain to you why it's not so good for your glucose levels and then give some alternatives. So oats, um, they're a cereal and they're basically about 60% starch and starch turns to glucose uh, when you digest it. So when you drink oat milk, you're drinking a very starchy uh, liquid with very little protein, very little fat in it. So that's just a big glucose spike ready to happen. And so if you're somebody who has oat milk in the morning, like in your coffee, for example, you might not know that you're creating this glucose spike, this glucose drop, potentially increasing cravings, increasing fatigue. So it's definitely a place to look. Mm. To answer the question, uh, some better alternatives are things like coconut milk, almond milk. It's really up to you. And make sure they're unsweetened because mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find almond milks. And if you look in the ingredients, it said like almonds and then sugar. Like, mm. no, no, no. Make sure it's the unsweetened mm -hmm. almond milk. Or cow milk if you, uh, yeah, if you if, like dairy, if you like it. And, and here in Sweden, we also have the lactose-free yeah. milk, which is very common. Nice. Which could be a good yeah. choice, right? Yeah. Mm. Så det är havremjölken som glukosgudinnan har talat om som är egentligen stärkelse bara kan skapa glukostoppar. Mm. Och hon föreslår istället mm. kokosmjölk och mandelmjölk utan socker och mm. eh, ja, vanlig Bonamjölk, komjölk. Ja. Eller laktosfri mjölk, för det är ändå ganska många som har problem ja. med laktos. Så det var ju, uh, I mean, the, the background with oat milk and so is that many people suffers from, from the lactose. Lactose intolerance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so oat milk is so popular. Mm -hmm. So this is almost like a small bomb. I mean, yeah. Yeah. wow, yeah. isn't this, this is... good for us? Yeah. We thought so. I yeah, know, we thought so. We thought so. Yeah. Yes. And then... If we talk about oat milk, let's mm -hmm. talk about another, uh, because we have a lady here asking, I love my oats in the morning, havregryn. Yes. Can I continue eating them? Yes, you can. And in you, love, you love oats too, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I do. I, I, I have uh, it quite often, mm -hmm. not so often as before, because I, I hurt so much, but uh, yeah. Then you should dress your carbs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're an oat lover and you don't want to stop eating oats, you can add some things to the oats to reduce the glucose spike. So, for example, you could add some nut butter, some seeds. You could add some protein powder. Some people even add some chopped up, very thinly chopped cauliflower mm. in the oats. And they mix them with the mixture and that brings in fiber. You can be very creative. I have a lot of ideas mm. in the book about mm. how to make oats uh, less bad for your glucose levels. Mm. And you can also eat some protein before the oats. So, for mm. example, you can have a couple eggs before the oats, maybe a little piece of fish or whatever. That will help a lot as well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. We have a very good question from mm. Amnili. She first, she says, thanks for a very good episode, which was the last episode yeah. with you, Jesse. Uh, I'm eating lunch very early with my students. I think she's a teacher. And uh, then my energy goes down. I dip uh, before the day is over. Uh, can you give me uh, some good tips on simple 
snacks mellan mål in Swedish nice. that you can just uh, grab on the go and uh, which don't need so much uh, preparation. Yes, absolutely. So for snacks to keep your glucose levels steady in the snack world, the most important thing to do is to not have a sweet snack. Mm-hmm. So you always want to have a savory or a salty snack. So some simple things. I mean, my favorite is some like roasted almonds Mm -hmm. with a little bit of salt on them. That's really, really easy. You can take some cheese, like maybe some hard cheese. If she's a teacher and she's working in a school, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bag with a little bit of like chopped up cheese, maybe a few cucumber slices, Mm -hmm. something like that. Cocktail tomatoes are great. Cocktail tomatoes, baby carrots. Yeah, baby baby carrots. carrots. That's super, super easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Those would be the go-to snacks that I would recommend that require no preparation. Yeah. Mm. We all know that you are the vinegar queen, not only the glucose goddess. And we have uh, a lady here who has signature kefra too. Can I use my homemade kombucha as an alternative to apple cider vinegar? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, so in regular vinegar, there's about 5% acidity. In kombucha, there's about acidity. So kombucha does not have as much power on our glucose levels as vinegar has. So you cannot replace vinegar with kombucha. However, if you make your own kombucha at home, that's a fermented food and that's really, really good for your microbiome, for your gut. So don't stop drinking it. But if you're trying to have a drink to reduce the spike, the kombucha doesn't work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's not enough. Yeah. yeah. And be careful if you're buying kombucha in a store, yeah. because often you'll find that if you look in the ingredients, you know, they add like fruit juices or sugars. So you want to avoid those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have another great mm-hmm. one from uh, Drutten Ojena, mm-hmm. who I think mm-hmm. is a yeah, teacher she, too, right? Yeah, and yeah. She, oh, cool. well, she's a nurse actually. She's a nurse, and okay. And she has worked with diabetics. Oh. Uh, yeah, and she's yeah, you been know. a tester you in know the her? panel. Yeah, yeah, she's been yeah. a test uh, in That's a test right. panel for the mm-hmm. pod. Hi, yeah. Hi Drutten Ojena. <laughs> Many students uh, I meet on a daily basis in high school, mm-hmm. uh, in gymnasiet, uh, don't eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. They wait until lunch. They think that they have enough energy up until lunch. Uh, anyway, what do Jesse say about that and what, ad- what advice do you have? So if you decide to fast for longer, like that's really a personal choice and it's up to you. What's the most important thing is that whatever time is your first meal of the day, you have to make sure it doesn't spike your glucose levels. Because when your stomach is empty and you've been fasting, if you eat naked carbs, Mm -hmm. so if you eat like starches and sugars, that's going to create a massive glucose spike in your system. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to suffer a lot of symptoms and consequences. So if you're somebody who does not eat breakfast and you go straight to lunch, make sure you start your lunch with some veggies Mm -hmm. so you get that protective fiber mesh that gets installed in your intestine. Mm -hmm. And make sure you're having protein, etc. That's really important. Mm -hmm. But we always tell our young people that the breakfast is so important for the energy in, in school. Do you tell uh, the students the same thing in in France or or what's the... I grew up being told that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I grew up being told that you need to eat sugar at breakfast so that you have energy for the rest of the day. Now, that's a message that I was, you know, in my head it was drilled in, like have the orange juice, make sure you're having some jam on the bread or I had Nutella crepes Mm -hmm. when I was growing up (laughs) because there was this belief that sugar is good for your energy. It turns out... That's not the case. It turns out that if you have sugar at breakfast, it gives you pleasure. It releases dopamine in your brain. And so you feel like a bit awake and perked up. But actually, because you're creating a glucose spike in your body, it's harming the ability of your cells to make energy long term. So you're increasing the chronic fatigue and you're increasing your dependence on more and more sugar. So I recommend people have always a savory breakfast, mm. not, a, not a sweet one. And you'll notice, and Maria, you came up with this yesterday, that it will give you eagle energy. Yeah. You know? You're and flying like an eagle uh, goes up and finds the right stream yeah. uh, and just doesn't have to flap. You know, you're just mm. like, boom, sailing on mm. that level. It's wonderful. I yeah. love yeah. that feeling. Yeah, you love <laughs> the eagle feeling. I love the eagle energy. Yeah. Yeah. What's a good on-the-go breakfast for a very mm. tired teenager? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, for any tired person, I think. Mm -hmm. Again, like try to make some protein. 
try to make protein the center of the breakfast. So you could even make like a little shake. Mm -hmm. You could make like a little smoothie yourself with some protein powder, some almond butter, you know, whatever milk you want, mm -hmm. maybe some seeds, a little bit of fruit for mm -hmm. taste. I have my favorite uh, morning smoothie recipe there. Mm -hmm. So that's an easy thing if you want to blend it. Mm -hmm. But you can also just make some few eggs mm -hmm. in the pan. My favorite thing is using leftovers from the fridge and then warming them up in the pan with some olive oil and cracking two eggs. Mm -hmm. And basta. That takes five minutes. Yeah, it takes yeah, five, five minutes. Very, very short, yeah. Yeah. Or you could make a little morning sandwich, toast some bread. You know, we can have carbs in the morning, but mm. they should be there for taste. Mm. Toast some rye bread, put, I don't know, some ham or some meat or some fish, you know, a few tomatoes, some cheese, mm. maybe some pesto, hummus, you know, make a little morning savory sandwich. Mm. So um, we have a lady here who asks about glucose and uh, training. Mm. She lifts weights. I yeah. know you like to lift weights. I love lifting oh, weights, we love yeah. That. We yeah. Lift the weights. She has been recommended to have a banana directly and after that some protein-rich, like a smoothie or like oatmeal with protein powder. Mm. But it's this glucose smart. Is the body less sensitive for blood sugar spikes after training? Absolutely. So the best time to eat any carbohydrates, starches or sugars, is before you exercise or kind of after you exercise. Mm -hmm. Because when you work out, especially when you lift weights, your, your muscles need a lot of energy to do that. They are hungry. They're yeah. super hungry. Mm -hmm. And so the first place they're going to look for that energy mm -hmm. is in glucose in your bloodstream. So that's another hack in the book, mm -hmm. which is after you eat, use your muscles for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that way you'll be able to reduce the spike of the meal. So it goes the other way around. So how long mm -hmm. does this muscle hunger last for after having trained? That's a good question. The science is not completely exact, but it's longer than you think. It's not like 20 minutes. It's more like an hour and a half or two yeah. hours. That's yeah. your, your, your food your window. Your window, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of tricky because the brain fools us after we have trained and we become saturated in the brain but we actually need more food. Mm. So that's, that, that is very interesting. So you think her habits are good, this woman? I mean, listen, I mean, yeah, it's fine. If, yeah. if, if that's what makes her feel good and yeah. she feels like it's helpful to her training routine, like totally great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Karina, what else do we have? Yes, we have a lot here. Mila mm. Fast is uh, asking, how is the blood sugar affected uh, by, for example, a, s a fruit smoothie? Mm. And why doesn't all this research uh, being uh, communicated, uh, spread by the politicians so we can have a change in the schools and also um, in, in the hospitals and, and uh, nursing homes when it comes to the food that is served? This, is, this should be a win-win for everybody. It's true. Listen, the, the main explanation I can find is that this research is quite new and things take a lot of time to make their way, you know, through the healthcare system, down to every person who sees patients. Generally, it's about 10 years between a scientific study comes out and then people are using the information uh, in the healthcare system. So I think it's just because it's still early. Mm -hmm. But uh, we can tell Mila, uh, maybe this will reassure her, there are many doctors and nurses and dietitians and nutritionists and coaches who use this work, my work, in their practice. Mm -hmm. So I think it's spreading. It's mm -hmm. just that we have to all work towards that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a group effort. So, uh, And to answer the first part of her question mm -hmm. about the fruit smoothie. Yeah, yeah, that was too. So let's talk about fruit because it's very fascinating. You might think that anything that comes from a piece of fruit is natural and so that it's good for you. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that's wrong, unfortunately. The fruit that we find today in the supermarkets is actually not natural. It's been created by humans and bred over centuries to be extra sweet and extra juicy. If you compare, for example, an ancestral peach, like nature invented peaches, you know, a long, long time ago, to a peach today, the ancestral peach is tiny. It's like the size of a cherry. Today, peaches are really big and juicy. So that's the first thing you have to know is that the fruit you see today has been engorged with more sugar to make it more appetizing. So that's step one. However, if you want to eat something sweet, eating a piece of whole fruit is 
always the best option because whole fruits contains fiber. And as I explained, fiber is very protective against glucose spikes. Now the problem happens, the problem comes when we denature fruit. So we either juice the fruit and we completely throw away all the fiber, or we blend the fruit to make a smoothie and the metal blades of the blender going super, super, super fast, they pulverize the fiber particles. And so they make the fiber way less effective. So if you're juicing or smoothieing fruit, just know that you should probably consider that like a dessert because it's a big shot of sugar uh, with none of the protective fiber. So what about this big juice trend that we've Juicing been trend, seeing yeah. a lot? As a well, way of detoxing the body, yeah, what would you juice say about cafes that? And yeah. Well, yeah. if you're juicing vegetables, that's completely fine because vegetables don't contain sugar so mm. or very mm. tiny, tiny amounts. Mm. So when you juice them and take away the fiber, you're getting the vitamins and the stuff mm. and you're getting a nice drink. But if you're juicing fruit, I mean, that's really just eating a big glass of sugar, you know? You can find in a fruit juice as much sugar as you would find in a Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. And your body doesn't care where the sugar comes from, whether it's coming from an orange and an orange juice or it's coming from a beetroot in a Coca-Cola. For your body, it's just the same molecule. It makes no difference. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to, to get people to understand this because it's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. We have um, very interesting Lena F12357 and she is concerned she says um, okay I understand I should eat a little bit more fat like the yogurt I should eat the full fat one but what about the saturated fats mm. should I care about them So for a very long time we thought that if you ate saturated fats, and if you ate things that contained cholesterol, like eggs, you were going to hurt your heart health. Mm -hmm. And in the past few years, we found some amazing things, which is that half of the people who have a heart attack have normal levels of cholesterol. And second, that when you eat cholesterol, you're actually not increasing your blood cholesterol. So that hypothesis um, has been kind of debunked. Now we understand that the dangerous cholesterol is created by the liver when you eat sugar. Mm, the and LDL cholesterol. LDL type B. B, yeah. exactly. So that's really the dangerous one um, mm. that we should take care to avoid. And also, you know, heart health is very linked to inflammation. And you really want to make sure that your uh, blood vessels and everything in there is not inflamed because that then leads to heart problems. And inflammation is very driven up by sugar. So really, we're starting to realize that the sugar thing, the insulin thing, those are much bigger drivers of heart problems than eating saturated fat or eating cholesterol. And there's a whole part about this in the book because it's really cool and new science. And so you'll find all the information in there. Yeah. We brought us on meth. So when we are out in the store and every day and we are looking at the big variety of dairy products, mjölkprodukter, yeah. we can um, choose the more uh, fatty, fatty ones. ones yeah. So the 10% Greek yes. yogurt, the full fat Greek milk with the 3-3.5%, three, three yes. sometimes even 4%, we can choose those. And that will also keep your glucose levels steadier yeah. because fat is very important to keep your blood sugar balanced. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it gives a lot of taste and it takes yes. down the need to gorge yourself on to add sugar. sweet things. Yes, yeah. because many products, when we believed that fat was bad, many products were created in the food industry where they removed all the fat, but then it tasted really gross. So they added a bunch of sugar to compensate. Yeah. And we now know that that was um, not a great move and that, that the sugar, you know, the 0% fats but high sugar products are much worse for us um, than the full fat ones. The, be the best, I think, was Coca-Cola making ads on their cans saying 0% fat. Mm. Well, that was like, well, nobody ever accused you of having no. fat yeah. in the product. That, that was not the problem, you know, it was everything else. So that was, we have a woman here who comes back to this. She says, I have to have something sweet all the time. Some sugar in my coffee, afternoon cakes, I want to bake sweet things, I want to have something sweet after dinner in front of the television. Why is it so hard for me to break this cycle and how can I break it? 
Well, it's possible that this woman is creating a glucose roller coaster in her bloodstream. So, for example, if in the morning she has coffee with sugar for breakfast, then that's a big spike and a big drop. And when that drop happens, the craving center in our brain goes like, you need to eat more sugar, more sugar. So it's possible she's just creating this cycle herself. The first place I would tell her to look is breakfast. So she should really try to make sure that she's not creating a glucose spike during breakfast because very often that is the source of the sort of addiction roller coaster. So look at that and then start adding more of the glucose hacks into your life and you'll see that a lot of the cravings that were driven by the glucose roller coaster will start to dissipate. Mm-hmm. What else do we have? Yes, we have a question from Marie Helena Fredriksson. If you want to have a snack yeah. and you don't like eggs so much. We are often talking a lot about eggs. Mm-hmm. Maria, you sure. are I'm keeping egg, egg, boiled egg, eggs egg in your queen. bag. Yeah, and yeah. Egg egg yeah. 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 And you had it for breakfast for when sure. you came to Sweden yeah, two, yeah. two days ago on, on the plane. You had two boiled eggs. But some people maybe can't eat so many eggs. So what other good um, snack Uh, tips do you have? Well, to be honest, I don't think I would ever snack on eggs. I think I would have them in the morning, but they don't really come to mind for me as the the ideal snack. So you need to think about having a savory snack. That's really important for your glucose levels. So perhaps think about like, I don't know, your favorite piece of fish or meat or your favorite way to cook vegetables, maybe. Um, If you're somebody who loves fruit, you can also have a piece of fruit with some clothes on it. So you can add some nuts to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have uh, some cheese. You can have maybe a slice of bread with some protein on it. Maybe some cheese again. I love cheese. (laughs) A little yogurt, like a Greek yogurt Mm -hmm. with some berries Mm -hmm. and some almond butter. That's Mm -hmm. super delicious. That's my favorite. Um, And sometimes, you know, I'll just be at home and it's the afternoon and I'm hungry and I'll have like a little bit of leftover roasted vegetables with maybe like, I don't know, like some mozzarella, a little bit of vinegar, salt. Like you can just create Mm. anything you want as long as it's savory. Mm. Uh, One thing you can do is if you go to the restaurant, and you have a really nice main dish, make a little note in your phone of what that dish was and that can give you inspiration over time when you're like lost and you just don't know what you should be eating Mm. anymore. If you want to make something also, I just find having a good tart apple, cutting it up in Mm. slices and spreading on some nut Nut butter butter. and a little bit of cinnamon on each one. Oh, it's so good. And it's like, mm, I'm getting like 100, it's so many slices in one apple, an enormous amount of slices. Instead of an apple juice, Juice, yeah. which you drink in two seconds yeah. and doesn't fill you at all. Yeah, and this will really fill you. It's like a meal in mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. And yeah. what about bananas? Yeah, bananas also great. Whole fruits, make sure to add some clothes to them. So again, like banana and peanut butter, so good. So, so good. So, so good. And should you avoid the real ripe bananas, I've heard? I mean, if you look at the spectrum of bananas, the more they're ripe, the more they contain sugar. But to be honest, like, just have the banana you want to have. Like, don't eat a green (laughs) banana because it's better for your glucose level. Ah. Like, that's gross. Just put some clothes on it. You're fine. So a mother writes to us, my daughter has gone vegan. She has replaced meat with more pasta, bread and potatoes. Is this the right way to go? She's getting very pale. The mother writes. So what, what would you say to? I would say that. Um, if they took you in as a super nanny, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Well, I think I would teach the daughter that um, it's not because something is vegan that it's healthy. So I don't know why she went vegan. There's lots of many reasons. But if it was for health purposes, it's very important to know that something being vegan does not mean it's good for you. You know, Coca-Cola is vegan, like a big bag of white sugar that's also vegan. So it doesn't mean it's better for you. And often what happens is that when people are on a vegan diet, they replace a lot of protein with starches and with sugars. Because of the lack of protein they're eating, they feel feel hungry all the time. So they want more quantities of carbohydrates. And that usually leads to a lot of glucose spikes. And in the book, I have... Why do you get pale from that then? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe know. it's anemia, lack of uh, mm-hmm. meat. Maybe. But, but um, so, because I've always felt you can go vegan, you can go vegetarian, mm-hmm. 
just need more knowledge. You need more knowledge, more, knowledge, more time. More time. You need to make sure you're having, you know, a lot of really good plant-based sources of protein. You need to be very educated. It's really yeah. hard to do vegan you can well. Do it, you can do it enormously well, but yes. you need to be aware. So what are the... How, how, could, how could you... Uh, help a vegan go glucose smart, what would you do? So I would say make sure you're eating a lot of lentils and pulses. Make sure you're adding some like plant-based protein powder, like pea protein powder in the morning. Uh, make sure you're eating lots of healthy fats. Mm. So like avocados and nuts and seeds and yada yada. Mm. And also make sure you're not eating too much sugar mm. because there's a lot of like vegan uh, products out there that are actually just full of sugar. Vegan yeah. cake. Yes. And I want people to remember, if you're vegan, it's not because something says that it's vegan that it's good for your body. You can be, on, you can be eating pure vegan food and make your body very sick because you're eating very inflammatory, unhealthy, sugary foods. Mm. So you have to understand why you're doing it and be super educated and organized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did another episode with Ann Fernholm who has also, uh, yeah, been hunting down those products. Yeah, and she, because she's also looking into a lot of the vegan meat replacements mm. and the things that have been added instead of the meat are mm. not always cause for joy. Really, got yeah, it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so there can be a lot of... Mm. Okay, okay, we get a lot of questions about um, sugar replacements. That's a jungle out there, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yes. So what, what do you think about the sugar replacements? You've got like stevia, aspartame, maltitol. Yes. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're talking about those, those. too. So yeah. to, in my mind, I break them up into two categories. So the ones that, are, that actually contain calories, like honey, maple syrup, agave, brown sugar, coconut sugar, and then the sweeteners that don't have an effect really on how much you're eating. So for example, aspartame, stevia, maltitol, uh, monk fruit, allulose, etc. So in the world of the honeys and the maple syrups, you might think that some of those are healthier for you because maybe they're brown instead of being white, or maybe they're marketed as being particularly good. The bottom line is, it's all the same. Like, The molecules in honey are exactly the same as the molecules in regular sugar. Same for coconut sugar, same for maple syrup, etc. So pick the one that you like the best. Don't think that because the sugar is brown or comes from a coconut that it's magically better for you. It is not. Like the differences are virtually non-existent. And there's one, which is agave, that we've been told for a long time, oh, it's better for you because of the low glycemic index. Okay, the reason it has a low glycemic index is because it has a much larger proportion of this molecule called fructose in it than regular sugar. The thing is, that gives it a lower glycemic index, but it actually makes it much worse for your body because fructose is way worse for your health than glucose. And if this sounds a bit abstract, uh, I go into it in the book. So you have a whole section that's going to educate you really well on this. And you'll really understand uh, the differences between these and uh, why the fructose thing is worse for you. Mm -hmm. And then for the ones that don't contain calories, so like, you know, the, the sweeteners, it's always better to have those than to have real sugar even though people say they're very artificial, etc. It's true. Stevia is not. Stevia is not, no, no, yes. It's natural, naturally. Mm -hmm. So stevia is a great option. Allulose and monk fruit are becoming very popular in America. And it's always better to have that than to have any type of real sugar. So mm -hmm. diet soda is better than... than Regular, yeah. absolutely. Diet Coke 100%. is better than, than, than full-on full Coke. 100%, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I have uh, Anna Sofia, uh, 82, uh, who writes, I have learned that the combination of fat and sugar is the reason that we uh, gain fat. Mm. In hack number 10, we are doing that, mm -hmm. adding fat, fiber, protein to our carbs. Will this not um, leading to me gaining weight? So that belief... <clears throat> 
was taken from this French doctor called Monsieur Montignac. Montignac. Yes, uh, and people mm. kind of, um, I actually spoke to his daughter because there was so much confusion about his message and people understood of his message that he said, make sure to never combine carbs and fat because that's going to raise your insulin more and make you put on more fat. So apparently that's not what he said, even though that's what people heard. And mm. second, that's just not mm. true. Now we know from the scientific standpoint that it doesn't raise insulin to combine things. Mm. So um, no worries. Also in the book if she wants to go deeper into that, but um, not a concern to have. Mm. We have several concerns from, from people asking about, I'm 70 years old, will this work for me? Another woman is asking about her child, yeah. five years old, will this work for me? Mm -hmm. So what about ages in these hacks? Does it work equally well no matter what age? It really does. Uh, so even if you're in your 70s or 80s or 90s, you can really change how you feel on a daily basis mm -hmm. by starting to balance your glucose levels. And that's because your glucose responds immediately to how you're eating. So if you're having all these glucose spikes and then you start incorporating the hacks, you can become like the Swedish mountains, like you were saying, mm. instead mm. of the Himalayas and really mm. change how you're feeling, your energy levels, mm. your cravings um, in a matter of hours or days. Mm. And then for children, you know, I need to do more research into that mm. aspect because I get that question a lot, but I haven't really fully gone into the science mm. um, of children and glucose. So... Mm. To be continued. To be continued. And we also got a question from another woman, like, my children won't eat any vegetables. What do I do? So I'm hearing that it's important to keep introducing the vegetables and that it takes a kid like 30 times of being offered a vegetable to want to actually eat it. So don't give up. Yeah, it's not because it said no once yeah, that you should yeah. stop. Keep putting work. it on the table. Yeah, it is hard yeah, work. It is. But as they say, you know, Swedish kids love cinnamon buns because you're given cinnamon buns, canelbulle, as a mm. reward. But Chinese children are not especially fond of cinnamon buns. Mm -hmm. So it's not like intrinsic just because mm. you're a child, you need a cinnamon bun. It depends on what you have been given and mm. also have been given like with a, oh, well done, now you'll get the cinnamon bun. You know, it's like As a, a reward. reward. Oh, fantastic. Mm. So it's about the, the mood around the food absolutely. too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How can you make vegetables more glamorous? Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe you can make like little shapes and cut them. And like there's a really cool Instagram account called uh, f uh, Kids Eat Food in Color or mm. Kids Eat in Color. Mm. And that's what she does. Like she's just trying to make veggies more appealing. And so she has lots of cool ideas. Oh, so check cool. her out. Mm. Yeah, Kids Eat in Color. Yeah. I think it's called. Mm. And having a good dip, too, I think is yeah, a great idea. Like sure. a creme fraiche, uh, you know, something mm -hmm. interesting. Okay. Karina, what else do we have? We have a, a few questions uh, about vinegar. We have already been mm -hmm. into that a little bit. But here is another one from Servas1965. Uh, I'm fasting, inter intermittent fasting, 16-8. You, you yeah. say that in English. Oh, 16-8. Yeah. So... My question is, when do I drink the vinegar and what kind of vinegar? Mm. So it can be any kind of vinegar you want. Um, white wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar, mm. whatever. And when you should drink your vinegar, the best moment to have the vinegar is before a meal that contains a lot of starches or sugars. So, for example, if this lady, you know, in the evening she wants to have some pasta, that's a really good time to eat vinegar. To drink the vinegar or to put it on your vegetables as a little dressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some people even have it, you know, before every single one of their meals. Mm -hmm. It's really up to you to compose with that's it hardcore. as you will. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's Before hardcore. breakfast. Yeah, vinegar. Yeah, some people When do I that. wake up, I want vinegar. <laughs> you get kind of used to the taste. <laughs> we have another vinegar question yeah. here, Maria. Yeah. Um, so I eat five times a day, uh, including two snacks in between meals when I'm, I'm doing a lot of training. Mm -hmm. Should I should I do vinegar be, even before my snacks that I need for my training? Like five times vinegar a day? Listen, the the amount of times you should do it a day has not been particularly mm. studied. Mm. We know that before a meal that contains carbs, it's going to help. So it's really up to you. I personally find that, you know, just once a day is plenty. Mm. If you want to do it before every meal, it seems mm. to be pretty safe. You, there's one study that shows that this woman was drinking, I think, like... 30 tablespoons of vinegar per day for like oh. five years Absolutely. and she had a lot of issues uh, with her health but as long as you're not doing that mm. oh my god it's mm. whenever you want you can do yeah. everything mm. to an extreme yeah. of course and just once a day it feels like a lot of people get some good benefits from that this question was from Susan Thor by the way yeah. thank you Susan 
We have Marie Halvarsson here who is a big fruit lover. She loves fruit. She eats oranges and raspberries for breakfast and a smoothie with some seeds. Is it okay to start the day with fruit or do I need to change? And how much can, fruit can I eat in a day? Mm. I see she's a fruit lover. She was very like... <laughs> Listen, whole fruits are always fine to eat, yeah. but if she's experiencing any symptoms of glucose spikes, she might want to try to add some clothing to them. Mm. So in the morning fruit smoothie, add a bit of protein powder, mm. add a bit of almond butter, mm. you know, some mm. seeds, just mm. to reduce how much of a glucose spike they're, being, they're creating. Mm. Especially when you blend or you juice fruit, again, you're concentrating the sugar, so it can have some side effects on your glucose levels. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how mm. much fruit a day? I have no idea. How mm. much fruit do you eat? I don't eat that much fruit, actually, to be honest. I prefer having like a piece of cake if I want something has sweet. It go, uh, were you the yeah. same when you started this or has it just gone down over, over I don't the years? think I was ever a big fruit person. Yeah. Not a huge fruit person. Mm. No, I'm much mm. more like mm. a vegetable person. I mm. love veggies, mm. but mm. fruits. Like, of course, you know, there's a beautiful peach or a nectarine or like a clementine, I'll have it. But mm. I'm not, it's not really my taste buds. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. Next question from Lila Anna, 1973. Hi, thank you for a great podcast and the possibility to ask questions. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about this with eating the greens, the veggies first. Are there extra good veggies? And do you need to uh, wait a certain time mm -hmm. in between the veggies and then the rest of the meal? What about the effect if you put everything on the plate and just have the veggies first? Or should you do like a yeah. proper veggie meal, have a little pause when you vacuum clean the kitchen? Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, here we go. That, yeah, is, here we go. is it yeah. one meal? Yes, or is it like meal. separate? You don't yeah. have to one. wait between yeah. the veggies yeah. and the rest yeah. of the meal. So you can just put, start oh, yeah. by eating the veggies yeah. on. Absolutely. You can just like have a plate with yeah. all the stuff, yeah. start with the veggies yeah. and then do the rest. Yeah. The extra good veggies, that's an interesting question. Uh, in general, like green vegetables yeah. have a lot of fiber in them. Yeah. Cruciferous vegetables, yeah. Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, those are great. Um, and then I think it's more about how you prepare them. Like your vegetables will contain more fiber and be more effective if they're not overcooked mm. and like super, super, super like boiled or mashed mm. and turned into this like puree. Mm. Try to keep them like still a little bit firm when mm. you yeah. eat them. Proud. Proud veggies. veggies. <laughs> we have uh, um, uh, a woman here who has Staffas as her name on Instagram. I have a shot every morning. It has ginger, lemon, orange, chili pepper, water, honey and mint. Is that as good as vinegar water before the... the, the Does it have vinegar in it? No, no. it doesn't. And it, it has honey, honey and, and stuff. orange. Lemon. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. Those shots tend to contain quite a bit of sugar in the honey. Um, so have a look at the ingredients and just see how many grams of sugar are in there. Because if it's more than five grams, like it might not be a very good way to start the day. Mm -hmm. And for people who really don't like vinegar, you can substitute it with lemon juice. Um, but the lemon juice is less powerful than mm -hmm. the vinegar. Yeah, I have a lemon question here. Um, is the blood sugar affected by lemon water on an empty stomach in the morning? Um, so it's, lemon juice is really healthy and good for you, so don't hesitate. And it doesn't contain the same molecule as vinegar. It doesn't contain acetic acid, but it contains citric acid. So it does reduce the glucose spike of your meals, but in a different mechanism and less strongly. Mm. Mm -hmm. Here is Michaela Navratil, who wants to know, well, Jesse recommends the following order vegetables, protein, fat, and then starch. Okay, so my question, oil and dressings, can I not have that with the vegetables because they're later? Oh, no, you can. You can. These are like yeah. general principles. Yeah. You know, yeah. Of course, you can dress your veggies. You can add like some oil, some vinaigrette. You some can parmesan. Parmesan, yes, yeah. absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, this order is like the perfect scientific order, but, you know, we don't have to separate out everything and not mm. eat any fat until after the protein like this is just a general sort of guiding principle mm. um, but we should take it for what it is and compose with it mm. so the most important thing to remember is veggies first mm -hmm. 
and the carbs later in the meal, as late in the meal as you can. And if we have some new listeners here, maybe you missed the first two episodes that we have recorded with you, Jesse. What are the most important things? Why should you do this? Ah. Why is it good for us to balance our glucose levels? Because most of us actually experience glucose spikes every day in our body without knowing it, even if we're not diabetic. And these spikes can create symptoms from cravings to chronic fatigue to skin problems to hormonal issues. And long term, they can lead to things like type 2 diabetes. So balancing your glucose levels is a very important foundational thing you should do for your health today and tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you be overweight and still have a balanced blood sugar level? Yes. One, one person asked. Yes, it's a very good question. So absolutely. So body size has really nothing to do with how balanced your glucose levels are going to be. There are people who are very slim and have very high and deregulated glucose levels and people with much bigger bodies who actually have stable blood sugar levels. So, um, yeah. This is also a question about a 14-year-old. So, yeah, my beloved goddaughter, she's 14-year-old, Ulrika Halling Olsson writes this. She has, this goddaughter has diabetes. What's the main tip to her young body, main advice uh, to her body and way of living when it comes to glucose spikes? I'm thinking about uh, a normal day with friends, uh, maybe a party, fika, yeah. and uh, yeah, fika with her godmother, which is... <laughs> and she has type 1 diabetes, I assume. Uh, it doesn't say, but probably... Well, honestly... I would ask her which of the hacks feels like easiest and most uh, approachable for her. So I'd recommend her to read the book and then kind of see maybe there's one that feels really calling to her and then to start incorporate that because mm -hmm. there are many different ways you can go at it. You can do the breakfast thing, you can do the veggies first, you can do the walking, you can do the clothes on the carbs, you can do the vinegar. So I think it's important that each of us kind of sees what inspires us. Mm -hmm. So I would say to her godmother uh, to get her the book <laughs> and yeah, just get to her, see, yeah, yeah. get her the book and then see what she likes. And also um, in, in hack number 10 in the book, there is a story of Lucy who has type 1 diabetes and she talks really well about her journey with the hacks. So mm -hmm. maybe that's a good, uh, yeah. a good thing to look at yeah. in hack number 10. I have a mm -hmm. final question here. Yeah. What happens if I cheat a meal or two? A person asks. So is everything, you know, I've been doing perfect. I'm glucose smart. I'm just mm -hmm. like an eagle. And then I cheat or uh, one meal or two meals or maybe a week, you know, I'm away on holiday. Is everything ruined? Then? No. And my philosophy is 
We should stop thinking about things like, oh, I'm being good or I'm cheating. Like these are principles that you can take with you for life. And if for a week or a month you don't do them, that's fine. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I want to eat chocolate ice cream for breakfast. And that's just what I do. I don't get in my head about, oh, I didn't do the hacks today. These are gentle giants in your back pockets. I love that. That, mm. you know, are there as tools and as friends and that you should use when they're easy and when you feel like it. So if for a week you don't feel like doing any of the glucose hacks, that's completely okay. There's mm. no problem, mm -hmm. you know. They're here for life and do them when it's easy. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that this new way of life that's not um, so black or white actually makes you feel so much better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you Jesse for Thank coming you so all the way. Thank you so much Thank for having me. Och vi ska tacka er som varit med och lyssnat. Jag älskar det här uttrycket med gentle giants, oh, de snälla fint. jättarna. Mm. Vackert de här små sakerna mm. vi kan göra. We talk about gentle giants. Yeah, um, små sakerna man kan göra som skapar mm. så mycket effekt i livet. Och det inga pekpinnar, ingen... det brukar du också predika. Eller, eller du brukar inte nej, predika nej, pekpinnar. Nej, 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 men liksom befriande <laughs> bara ja, att ge ja. människor... Värdigheten. No, like do's and don'ts, yeah. like, like you rigid, like this. You give people dignity to live their lives. Yes. I love that. And you can yeah. choose from the hacks. Yes. That, that's yeah. so good. Yes. And then we also introduced something to Jesse yesterday. Pippi Longstrump. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Pippi säger ju att när man är väldigt smart så måste man vara väldigt snäll också. Mm. Och det är Jesse. Och det var It's been so wonderful to mm. have you here. Oh, yeah. So nice. Please come Thank back. I'll come back. back. Yeah, come back. <laughs> In the summer. <gasps> Hej från oss. Följ oss gärna på Instagram. Vi heter hälsorevolutionen-podcast. Och tipsa gärna alla hälsointresserade, ja, alla du känner, om våran podd som har funnits i två och ett halvt år. Ja. Så vi har 130 avsnitt tror jag att vi är uppe i nu. Ja, otroligt. Och, och över 100 000 lyssnare per månad. Ja. Vi är så tacksamma för mm. alla som lyssnar. Var det om dig? Hej då, bye bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.